Welcome to our podcast, It's About Payroll. We're your hosts, Brian Escobar and Walter William Duncan III. Whether you're new to the payroll game or a seasoned veteran, we have something for you. All right. All right. Welcome back, folks. We're here, season three, episode five. This is the third part of our deduction series within a series. And Walt, can you walk us back through the four parts are? I know I'm always like, what was the first part? It it was involuntary, voluntary. Okay. Involuntary versus voluntary deduction. That was Mm -hmm. part one of the deduction series. Then it was pre-tax and not pre- or pre-tax deductions rather and now we're doing taxes yes and mm-hmm. the last one is post-tax deductions right? correct yes sir perfect all right yeah. so that's what we got going on for you folks and before we get too deep in it man how's how you doing walt how's your sunday morning going i was going good man two is coming back uh oh, so i'm a little nice. anxious for him and he starts you know, today yeah it's oh, a wow. Steelers, so we're, oh we're gonna that's see, a tough bro. one yep yeah so how about you, man? How about I'm you? doing great, man. Had some family over this weekend, so it's awesome. Yeah, man. Just feel I'm feeling good. Doing yeah, man. Doing feeling really good. Loving where we're going with everything and having a good Sunday so far. That's good, man. Yeah, man. I found some funny stuff too for this. While oh yeah. Pregnant. Did you look at the click, the clip, the link rather? Yeah, yeah, I did. I, I did check out a few of them. I didn't get through the whole list, but I did find it funny. Some yeah, of those I'm not. I'm not even gonna go through the whole list either. So we're talking about. Uh, taxes today we're talking yes. about your pay stub and the taxes on your pay stub what mm-hmm. you need to know what are the takeaways for consumers meaning us mm-hmm. people who get paychecks what is it that we should know about our check and we're covering taxes today but in our research and stuff we always try to find some funny stuff and i found some it was tw- it's called 21 fascinating facts about taxes to read <laughs> while you put off doing your taxes so it's yeah. just a funny thing from BuzzFeed or whatever. Let me see. What was the... Okay, this was interesting. If you turn 100 in New Mexico, you can mm. stop paying income tax. Yep. Okay, there's to being 100. <laughs> yep. Yeah, the one I saw was the one I think a lot of us in payroll would probably think about. Number four, if you get your coffee to go in Colorado, if you get your coffee to go in uh-huh. Colorado, expect to pay a tax for a lid. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Yes. That was funny. The New York one was funny, of course, because I'm a New Yorker. And it was uh, New York charges a tax for altering bagels, meaning if they slice your bagel or if they put toppings on your bagel, they charge a tax for that. Wow. That was pretty interesting (laughs) or funny. Oh, wait, Texas, Texas. This is it's good. at It's just interesting, right? Texas has a poll tax on strip clubs. That money actually helps sexual assault prevention, intervention, and research. Oh, okay. So it's for a good cause. Okay. So it's for a good cause. Yeah, uh, they, okay. which they say. And that's the only – that's the thing about taxes. Like you hope <laughs> they're yeah. going to the right place. Oh, number eight is a really interesting one. Though, yeah. you know, the head, the headline scares you. It says, oh. Seven million children disappeared after a new tax law in 1985. Now, basically, before 1985, what they're saying is we were able to claim our children without having to put their Social Security number on the document. Of course, what do you do? (laughs) What what happens when you leave a loophole like that? People take advantage. And folks were putting in to the tune of a seven million. I didn't realize it was that much. Um, 
folks were just putting fake kids on just you have fake family members yeah you had it didn't require the social so you were able to put whatever you wanted really but then they changed the law and now they need social security numbers but think about it though because here's our here this is how hard scammers work and it's a it all relates right after that people would buy social security numbers or they would buy them or take like steal if they knew whatever i'm sure they stole them in some respect but they would just they would still they still found a way to hustle the system by getting fake social security numbers you know what i mean so it's very interesting how they still do that even though the law changed that prevented them from putting but yeah. I think that was it. All the other stuff is just interesting. Humorous stuff. Humorous, yeah. Well, I think we got to talk about number 10. So just to let people know, look at number 10. And just to let people know, like, even the oh, people yes. at the IRS have trouble doing their taxes. So they have to get somebody to do their taxes for them. Yeah. Another one in this, is it says that the tax code is longer than War and Peace and... What was the other book? War and Peace combined. Shakespeare's work. All of Shakespeare's works and War and Peace combined. Our tax code is longer than both of them combined. Oh so, of course, like, of course, yeah. So let's move into that, right? So now let's yeah. move into the. What is tax? What is income tax? And yeah. an income tax, and I like this definition because the word imposed is really good. An income tax is a tax imposed, forced mm-hmm. upon individuals or entities. <laughs> In respect of their income or profits earned 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 by them, so income mm-hmm. tax is generally computed as a product of a tax rate on a particular tax table, and the rate. Uh, if you ever hear folks say, "Oh, I just moved into a different, a new income bracket or a yeah. different income bracket," that means you make more money, and now your tax rate just went up. Yep. So, so that's how it is, and this is stuff you uh, folks as. If you get a pay stub, you absolutely need to go and educate yourself about tax brackets and those tax tables and what income bracket you're in. For instance, I think the top one, if you make a million dollars a year, Mm. it's like 35, 37 percent tax Mm. just for federal. So about it. And this is why the rich need tax shelters, because if you make a million dollars a year. It's almost 40% just to the federal government. It's almost half your... That's $400,000. $400,000 just to the Mm -hmm. federal government. And you have not paid state yet. That does not... It it doesn't count Social Security, FICA, or -hmm. state, or local, if you're in a local. So think about it. You make a million dollars a year, you could potentially have to give up in taxes half. Or a little bit more than half, depending mm-hmm. on the rates that you're so that so of course you want tax brackets. And again, to circle back to our last episode, this is why pre-tax deductions mm-hmm. are very helpful. Now I don't know if you could get enough pre-tax to help a million <laughs> a million dollars, but gosh, it'll help. Mm-hmm. And then another one that is applicable to this episode is the social security wage base. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. And this through her blog through valor payroll's blog about the update for 2023 it went from 140 something to 160 something yeah 162 something i think it was like it was like a thirteen thousand dollar jump it's a big jump so now what that says to me is the government's making up for the past few years of pandemic and all this money that they've been giving out and and what i'm talking about folks is on your check 
in your taxes section, you're mm. going to have federal, you're going to have state, you're going to have Social Security, and possibly local. Depending on where you live, state and local is relative. But you're definitely yep. going to have federal, and you're definitely going to have FICA. FICA refers to both Social Security and Medicare, both of them. It, re it refers to that word FICA is an act, but it refers to both of them. Okay. Social Security says, hey, we will stop taking Social Security once you've hit a certain amount of money in earnings, gross earnings. Mm -hmm. So that's what the Social Security wage base refers to. So mm -hmm. for 2023, it's going to be 162 whatever Walt said, okay? So that means you have to make gross $162,000 before your Social Security stops coming out, before they give you a holiday of it. And usually in the summer is when the high earners will start calling payroll, and they'll be like, hey, my check just went up. So the way the wage base is going from one forty-seven dollars to $160,200. Yeah, man, it's a big jump. Yeah. So... Again, it means that you have to hit that amount in gross. If you're not making that annual salary, that means you're mm -hmm. never going to get the Social Security holiday. While okay, so if you make a hundred thousand dollars a year, you're you're going to pay Social Security on a hundred percent of your money, right? Mm -hmm. To the tune of six thousand two hundred dollars. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Now Medicare, what they've done the reverse. This is a sidebar, but it, it all ties in. This is taxes, right? Medicare does the opposite. They I don't know if they if it's penalizing the it's not penalizing the high earners. It's it's a balance, some type of offset that they need. They're saying, okay, if you make this much money, guess what? The little Medicare that you've been putting in is not going to be enough for you when you are tapping into the system. So you need to contribute a little bit more. So high earners, after a certain amount, it triggers an additional Medicare amount. I believe it is point nine. Or 0 0.09, something like that. I believe it's called the Medicare surtax, if you got a chance to look it up while we talk. Yeah, um, right now. And so they do the opposite for that, right? So Social Security, they say, okay, if you hit this amount, we'll stop collecting. But Medicare mm -hmm. says, shoot, if you make up to this amount, we are going to impose an additional amount on top of that. So mm -hmm. it's called the Medicare surtax. So as a, as a earner, as someone who makes money and we have paychecks, these are the things that are happening in your taxes, right? Your yep. federal tax, you do not ever get a holiday from. That is an imposed tax. Now, what you need to do with a CPA and get some recommendations on how to file your taxes. Use It used to be like very easy. Married, one. Married, three. Single, yeah. five. Whatever it is, right? Yeah. People would play with that a lot to control how much they get. The end of the day, when you file, when you go file your taxes, you're reconciling for the year. So it means the government, you tell the government your situation. They say, okay, based on all these details you've given me, you owe us this money. Minus whatever you've paid all year long. Now, if you've overpaid, you get a refund in taxes. And that is what we know today is, oh, go file your taxes, go get your refund. That's your money, folks. Again, I believe Suze Orman was always of the thought, hey, get your money every time you get paid. Why would you, yeah. let, your, why would you let the government sit with your money all year long, let them make money on your money when you can make money on your money? 
yeah, you just got to listen to your, for whatever your situation is, as a, for your income, listen to your tax advisor. Get yourself mm-hmm. a tax advisor. And your payroll team, your payroll person, even your coworkers, unless they're tax experts or whatever. They, if they, yeah, if they do it for a living. Yeah, you should not get tax advice from people because everybody's situation is different. It's right? very, yeah, very, oh my gosh, so different. And that's the thing. As payroll professionals, we always get the call. Oh, Jane said that she got more in her check and we make the same and file. And they always want to compare each other's. Don't do that. Your situation is different. And call something out for us and really pulled. I don't know. But he made made me think that we need to up our customer service game, right? Because, yes, we are not tax advisors. When you call your payroll person, they cannot tell you what to elect. Yep. They don't know your situation. That is something for you to sit down and get personal. Do you, there's so many millions of things. Again, the yeah. tax code is so long. Mm-hmm. There's so many things in there that could apply or not apply to you. So you really got to talk to someone that knows the code well enough to help you navigate through how you should elect. Yes. It's, what, right. what, yeah. So a lot of that, what you said, is why a lot of especially a lot of more affluent people have accountants and yes. they have have somebody that handles the books and stuff like that because that person knows a little bit more of the ins and outs of the tax code they know what to do and how yeah. to the loopholes that are allowable right now currently in the tax code like they know all those things because average joe even me right now like i i don't understand everything about the tax code or anything like that and the average person who doesn't pay attention to their taxes imagine what little they would know yeah you know what i'm saying so it's it should yeah it's really it is it's also making me think wait what mm-hmm. are the good resources for us to learn about income taxes because mm-hmm. well, there's got to be something there's got to be some software there's got to be a team somewhere if not we need to do it like we need to really yeah. try to make this stuff accessible more accessible and break it uh, into a more digestible yes. type of thing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if it's that long, then that means we should be able to do... Somebody should be able to do a podcast on taxes for a very long time. <laughs> for real. Like, you know what I'm like, saying? Like, there are some tools out there, some resources you can find on... There's a lot of good stuff on YouTube. Gerard M. Hall, he has a tool that he used that he created, that payroll guy that you and I even touched on, right? Oh, absolutely. And, no, it's know, a great like, tool, but that's yeah. that's just for your W-4. Great segue. If mm-hmm. you're having trouble understanding and like how to elect what you should do, go to thatpayrollguy.com. Check him out. Go get his tool. Use his tool. And also... The IRS does have a calculator on yep. there what, as, to help guide. And the calculator yep. is is legit if you know how to use it. Yep. I validated it manually, meaning I put a number there, I checked it out, and then I go, I can – this is not a like an amazing feat that – whatever. But I can manually calculate mm-hmm. what your taxes should be based on the IRS tax tables and the grids mm-hmm. that they use. It's a pain. But it's doable and it's necessary as a payroll professional to do. And I would even say, as anybody who's getting a paycheck, it's an exercise that we should go through so that we are more comfortable and we know, okay, this is what they're taxing me on. This is what it's based on. 
Yeah, you may not understand. You may not understand everything. There, are, there are free guidelines. Publications is what they call them. The IRS calls them, right? Yes. So, publication fifteen, circular which is e, also yeah. called the circular E. It's a free tool, a freely accessible tool. You can download it. You can mm-hmm. log into there and publication fifteen, circular mm-hmm. E. They usually update it every year. Mm-hmm. So there's a new one that comes out every year. So 2023 is going to be coming out pretty soon. You can mm-hmm. go in there and download it and read over it. You may not understand everything, but it'll yeah. kind of give you a breakdown of, of what, why you're paying taxes. And I yes. think that goes in to our next section here. Why do we pay taxes, Brian? Yep. I don't know. Tell, give us a little why we pay. So I found this definition or this breakdown online, right? So the money, the money we pay in taxes goes to many places. In addition to paying the salaries of the, our government officials, our tax dollars also help with our, our local services like our police, our firemen, our firefighters. Our, our, fire, our tax money helps ensure that our roads are taken care of and well-maintained like libraries and parks and stuff like that. That pays yep. all those people's salaries. Those government yep. workers, our taxes pay their salaries basically. Yeah. Yeah. And again, I hope I hope that this is where it's going. It, I don't know. Yes. Those are the definitions. I get mad, right? Because I, I get mad. I'm like, <laughs> why do we have issues in areas if there's so much taxes? For instance, mm-hmm. some states are supposed to use lottery. I think all the states, I don't know, for education. Mm-hmm. But then why do we have problems in education? Why teachers don't make enough money? The money they should be making. You know what I mean? So that I yeah. get, I digress, but this is, these are the things I think that all of us as pay, people who get paychecks, we get annoyed with this about, stuff. Yeah. We have, yeah mm-hmm. We got questions like, where my tax money? Dang, man, you're killing me in taxes. What's, where's this money going? Think about it. So if you put it into a different breakdown or different term, say you have your, your streaming service that you're paying for, and you're supposed to have certain channels, certain things that you subscribe for, right? If you don't get those services, you're going to be like, Hey, I'm paying for these things, but it's not working. Yep. You're going to you're going to complain, you're going to have a problem with that, right? Yep. You're not getting and you're going to want to hey, either you fix it or I'm going to go with somebody else. Yep. Unfortunately, we have the government and I don't like like again. Yeah, no, and but you highlight, I think you really highlight something well. We don't get involved as much as we need to. We yeah. don't speak for the power of our tax dollars as much mm-hmm. as we need to. Yeah, 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 I, I get what you're saying, man. It, it's we're supposed to we're supposed to try to implement change right yeah. or try to make be the change and there's just it's just we it's, pay it's taxes tough, right yeah. we pay taxes we're gonna yeah. sit down and let the government take the money from us <laughs> then go out there and say something to your point exactly you wouldn't let mm-hmm. that happen if your car you just pay for your car then mm-hmm. the thing the problem is still there you're going yeah. back and hey you didn't fix anything yep, yep. you know what i'm saying your cable you pay- heaven forbid netflix shut you down and See, you and I, your Netflix, right? Yeah, and I, and I exactly. So, America, Americans, we Americans who pay their taxes are paying for those services, and so I can see the frustration. See today's political to get down that rabbit hole or anything like that. But again, you need to educate yourself as a consumer or a person who receives a paycheck. You need to educate yourself on these taxes. You need to, no matter which way you lean or indifferent, apolitical, whatever you're into, you need to be able to educate yourself on how your local taxes impact you Mm -hmm. and your community. Okay, Educate yourself. Yep. So what what kinds of taxes should I expect to pay as a consumer, Brian? So I, like we've covered, you're going to, you're going to pay federal, you're going to mm-hmm. pay social security, Medicare, and then if applicable, 
state and local. If you're in mm -hmm. a state that collects and in and if your state has locals that co collect. For instance, New York City, not only do they have a state, they have a five borough. So if you live in the five boroughs, they tax you more. Yep. There's an additional tax. So yep. and there's other states like that as well. So you'll see those you'll see at the very minimum those three categories or four categories depending on how you want to look at it yeah. um, now i want one thing i want the listeners to understand is that we could we're just doing these brief episodes to try to just give the consumer a little helping hand a little more education about yep. what taxes are we could really talk on these subjects oh god a lot longer than we are yeah like for instance there's situations where if you're a foreign exchange student yeah. and you meet certain criteria yeah you may not have to pay or you're not allowed to pay certain tax but you're that's exempt. yeah that's a great i mean it, i yeah we could go on longer but we should include at least the very minimum this yeah what was talking about right if you're for an exchange student or mm -hmm. if you're here on a visa yep meaning that you that's are what I meant. Yep. No, both right it's either foreign exchange because foreign exchange it, and that's the visa thing right your visa dictates how much you can work and not work and what you can do and not do Yep. So if you have a student visa, you can own, you're limited to how much money you make. Yep. Okay. Because the, the whole thing is for you to come and go to school, not be working. Yep. And then also if you on a visa for work, uh, it dictates the taxes you pay. You yep. have to file a certain way yep. and, and maintain residency in your home country to not pay taxes, to not pay. And let's quote, not pay social security and Medicare. You're yes. only exempt from FICA. Yeah. Okay. Because the assumption is that you're not going to retire in this country. Mm -hmm. You're going to go back to your country when you retire. So then, so you should be settling up that that's your business, right? Yeah. That's what the exemption allows for. It says, Hey, if you're not going to retire here, then mm -hmm. we will give you a, an exclusion of yeah. social security and Medicare, but yeah. that's it. Yeah. And you still got to pay federal and yep. it's okay to pay it. Yep. So you can pay Social Security and Medicare if you if you plan on retiring here, then you can pay it while you're in your visa status. Yeah, that's the reason I brought that up is because when I asked the question, is it what kind of taxes should I pay as a consumer? It depends. Yep. It depends on your situation because everyone's situation is different. Very right? true. Very true. It, it all depends. It can depend. It can be down. It can even be down to the address that you live, the yeah. block that you live. Oh yeah. If you have locals, right? Yep. Yep. So that's Ohio and Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. I know of they're they're literally down to your street address. They're the most common. Yeah. They, no. Yeah. They do this whole big thing. So it's very complicated. But anywho, mm -hmm. that's that. What's the other one I was going to talk about is the student exemptions, which we talked about uh -huh. before. But mm -hmm. this is very applicable. What you're saying. What should I pay? If you're mm -hmm. a full time student in college, you there's an exemption because yep. you're. Go, you're a full-time student so the government says hey we'll give you a break there and i believe there's a dollar amount involved and there may be age limit there may be limitations but if you have a child normal college age going to college and they're mm -hmm. working as well they probably have a tax exemption so parents or if you're the parent or the student actually working keep that in mind you you probably have a tax exemption for your federal not so mm -hmm. much for your Social Security and Medicare, because, again, if you're an American citizen, you want to start building toward that as early as you can. Yeah. So that, I think you're talking about the American Opportunity Tax Credit. Maybe. It says it's a credit qualified for education expenses 
pay for eligible students for the first four years of higher education. Okay, might be. It's a maximum annual credit of $2,500. Uh, that so, might be something different, though. See, oh, that's, okay. that's the thing. That's oh. something different. But look into it. See that, again, to our point, there are many benefits and privileges and exceptions and all these things that we don't take advantage of. Mm. You know what I mean? I think the classic one is like when kids are graduating high school, like that book of uh, scholarship money. Yeah. Oh, get the book, get the scholarship money book, get the scholarship money book. So, and that dude is still exists. Like I saw him on TikTok, I believe, the other day. And so that stuff is out there. There's so many tax benefits and privileges that we have. We don't even look into it. Yeah. So yeah, they're just yeah. getting our money. You know what I mean? So yeah, that, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Finish your thought. I'm gonna. No, that's what I'm saying. It's so annoying. So just, and that's part of this. What this series is. Go. I hope we say enough that you go out there and research yourself. We're not going to tee all this stuff up for you because to yeah. Walt's to Walt's point, we'll be here for hours. For there'll be yeah. weeks and tons of content <laughs> to freaking cover this. You know what yeah. I mean? And there's yeah, a lot of stuff out there. Just do the research. Like we hope to rile you up enough to go yeah. freaking do the research. One one comment I want to make before we segue to this next section about 1099s and W2s is like I've I heard from a supervisor or uh, is that what they said is that they suggested that I find someone who is a CPA or an accountant to do my taxes because I'm like they'll liable to work the system a little bit better for me and more so like a one of these online services where I do it myself. Absolutely. Because I mean, even though they break it down for you online, you may not really understand what a lot of that. No, stuff is. you definitely don't. And it's a it's an algorithm built to be compliant. Yeah, all these, mm -hmm. all those, that systems and stuff. If mm -hmm. you don't know what to say to it, like you, you're gonna mess yourself up. You know what I mean? And it's I used to have this great accountant, rest in peace, and mm -hmm. um, in his office that said to avoid is legal, to evade is illegal. Yep. If you don't pay your taxes, they're gonna catch up with you at some point. Look at Wesley Snipes. Look, mm -hmm. Steve Harvey even got caught out there on the op that way or whatever. Mm -hmm. All these actors, usually big time celebrity people making tons of money, they're trying to evade taxes. They're going to mm -hmm. get you, right? You yep. just need to go ahead and invest in the smart accountant. Keep them honest. Yep. The more money you got, the more checks and balances you need to have. Yep. But yeah, just to take advantage of those of the of whatever you can take advantage of. Yeah, and that's the thing you ha and that's why it comes down to your personal situation. Those are all great nuggets. Thank you for sharing that stuff. I did have one question as we get ready to end it here. What should a 1099, a contract person, know about their taxes? So if I was a contract person, I, I know the answer to this, but I just no, want to talk about it. Yeah, sure. So as a 1099 person, do I have to pay taxes or yes. am I good? Yeah, no, you have to pay. The only thing, you know, <laughs> 1099 is not excluding of tax it's what is it gosh i just had the word you delay you're deferring uh, 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 uh. your tax liability until the end of the year but most folks will want you to make estimated payments the government still wants you to make payments yes and most cpas will urge you to make estimated payments taxes for 1099 now it's not required so it's fine. You can wait until the end of the year. But even if you're not paying the government, you should, as a 1099, you should be putting that money away. You should, your CPA should be telling you what to expect. Let's say it's $500 a month, right? Yep. You should take that $500 a month, put it in an account, and make some money on it. Do something with it. Do something yeah. with it. Invest it. Make some money. Don't lose it because mm -hmm. you got to pay it at the end of the year. So be conservative with your investments. But 
go ahead. You need to make money on that money. And 1099 is a great example because 1099 is a uh, you're self-employed, right? Yeah. So you're mm -hmm. issuing yourself your pay stub. You're mm -hmm. impacting your your money directly in a more direct manner. You have more power over your income than mm -hmm. a W two employee. So some savvy folks they prefer to be 1099 because of that. Have more power on the money that they get, but it's a dangerous loophole because if you're not paying your taxes, guess what? The people who pay you 1099, if you have a one source for that income, they'll mm -hmm. get dinged. They'll get a letter and say, hey, you need to make sure your people are paying taxes. You got 1099s that are not paying taxes. Yeah. And then you got to be careful. This is a whole nother, this is more for the employers. If your 1099 folk aren't doing the right thing, the IRS will come in and evaluate if they really should be 1099 or not. So you get that again. So be careful with that. But at the end of the day, no, 1099 is you're deferring the payment until when you go file at the end of the year. So keep this in mind as a consumer. If you're a 1099 employee at any or vendor or self-employed situation, the companies that issue you your 1099s because if you're really good you're getting multiple per year for you're getting 1099 state payments from a lot of vendors different clients yep the clients that pay you 1099 are also filing with the government the payments that they made to you so don't think that you're avoiding anything by oh i'm not paying taxes i'm a 1099 i'm good guess what if you made a hundred grand from however many vendors that year all of those, that hundred grand is being reported to the government that you made it, that your company or whatever that 1099 is being paid to, it's being reported to the government. They know. So yeah. if you're right, 1099 is a 1099 is an IRS document to file. So the, the people who are paying you are obligated to report their payments to you to the government. So, yep. again, I know we're in a craze right now where everybody's getting LLCs and everybody's getting <laughs> becoming 1099. Mm -hmm. And you got to be careful with all that because you got to understand what you're doing. Yes. Okay. That, that's the thing with social media, right? Yes. Like, you have these people with platforms now mm -hmm. and they give you certain little nuggets in part and they don't tell you the whole situation. So you go out here. Believe in one thing, yes, and you may not be all the way informed about something. Do your research, yes, for whatever situation you're trying to build, however yep. dynamic you're trying to build your life in regards to your taxes. Yep, do your research, educate yourself. Yes, yes, educate yourself around these things. Don't. It's great. I think. It, I think the information age is wonderful, and mm -hmm. I learn a ton of things from TikTok. But just like we always say on this show, trust but validate. Okay, Trust, yep. Trust but verify. Trust but verify, exactly. Yep. Trust but verify. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Every they all have good things to share, and it's really good nuggets. Again, I take it, we take it, but we go and verify, and we continue our research, and we continue to that help us, the professionals in this, right? Because we're building a business here too, but we're not doing. We're gonna we're gonna talk to our lawyers. We're talking to our CPAs. We're talking to our branding managers. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? We're talking to our developers. Use your subject matter experts yes. very well. And the same goes with if you're a W-2 employee, you need mm -hmm. to also consult your subject matter experts. You are not the smartest person out there. If you're the smartest person in the room, you need to be in a new room.
You understand what I'm saying? You need to always challenge yourself building whatever it is. As they say, there's levels to it, right? There's so, yes. So yes. everybody has their part to play. Payroll processor or payroll professional, uh, when you approach them with questions about your taxes and your income, they can answer certain things about mm-hmm. your pay, your taxes and stuff like that. But they can't go beyond the point to where they're actually giving you on what to do. No. If you just add an additional amount of $50, then you'll be okay. Nope. Like, I, I've seen litigation uh, be threatened because a payroll professional gave some advice, and they thought they were doing the right thing for this yep. person. And this person took what they that person said, and at the end of the year, they owed a bunch of taxes. And now they're calling back saying, oh, I'm, it's your fault. It's mm-hmm. your fault because I listened to you. Facts. Facts. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's very mm-hmm. true. And that's why we, as payroll professionals, we have to be careful. As a consumer, you need to know that mm-hmm. your payroll person is not going to be able to tell you what to do in your pay. They can, mm-hmm. A good payroll person is going to be able to factually tell you what happened mm-hmm. in that particular paycheck. Mm-hmm. But they're not going to – they're not – for the most part, they can't. Not that they not knowledgeable enough, but they can't tell you what to do. They should not. They should not. They should not. That's a better way to say it. They should not. And we and I think new professionals get caught up in helping and they want to help people. So you got to find that balance. Like Gerard says, is a balance, right? It's yeah. wait, we're seeing confu- consumers really hurt because of the change in the W-4 in the last few years. And they've made it. They made it very different. So it's not complicated. If you take the time to understand it and Gerard's tool will help you understand it and that tool and look at the read the corresponding circular to go with that, whatever that one is, Mm -hmm. and just educate yourself. It's not that hard. It's just very different from what it used to be. So, of course, I read something years ago that humans reject change, whether it's good or bad. We reject it out the gate. (laughs) <laughs> and we have to push through that to actually so mm-hmm. that's the thing a lot of people don't like change and that's yeah. very right it's a very commonly known thing and that's why we as humans we reject it and we our initial reaction is rejection just you have to pour through and understand it i even got hurt with like me and my wife didn't understand it at first and mind you i'm a payroll professional so i'm like what and it wasn't till me and walter sat down with gerard's tool worked our way it took us like an hour to work through this document so that we would understand it enough to be able to at least just help folks to give helpful hints and helpful guidance when they're doing the w4 you know what i mean for instance it's no longer single one married you got to do the one and the two and the dependents come in dollar amounts so if you claim one kid is two thousand dollar exemption if it's two, it's a four thousand dollars exemption. So you, so people are like getting confused with that. They're like two thousand. What's this two thousand, four thousand bit? And they're not picking the right things, and they're not doing it right. And then boom, they're getting hit on their taxes on their checks. Yep. So at the very minimum, we can give that advice, helpful guidance. Say, hey, look out for this. I'm not telling you what to do. But be careful with this when you're doing the W-4. Be ca- mm-hmm. Understand this when you're doing, oh, there's another little box that you have to check if you have two jobs. Mm-hmm. And that is impactful on the amount that you're being taxed. So that's the call out. This is what I'm saying. We'll, one day we'll do maybe closer to, maybe during tax time, we'll have Gerard come on. Yeah. And we'll do like a whole episode on what you need to know, what we can share. But yeah. Yeah, man. Sorry to go off on these things. So. No, it was good, man. You dropped a lot of nuggets, a lot of helpful information. 
like a, a gamble because we're trying to help you as consumers understand the, that there's complexity uh-huh. to these taxes. Yep. And we could go on for hours, as we said earlier on, we could go on and on about these taxes. But so I get it. Any last nugget that you want to share with them? No, um, I think we covered it all, man. This just to recap, this episode is about taxes. Your taxes mm-hmm. that you see on your pay stub, they will mm-hmm. most commonly be federal, FICA, states, locals yes. if applicable. A few states have some weird ones. Workers' comp is one that some states force mm-hmm. you to do unemployment taxes. Some states force the employee to contribute to the unemployment system. Mm-hmm. So that's a, I'm just thinking about it now. Sorry, guys. But that's an, an, a, another call out. And at the end of the day, what we need to leave you with this whole pay stub series is if you don't understand something on your check, start with the payroll department. Ask them, what is this? And then if it's legal and if it's correct, then mm-hmm. go research that and understand what it is. You good know what I mean? Out. Good call out. And a good, helpful payroll pro- professional would point you in the right direction too. Yeah. They will point you to the IRS.gov. They will point you to the circular E. They will yep. point you to the state website things, or the local sta- the state whatever. website. Yep. Yeah. Like you want to be careful what's on the internet and what's on social media. No, yeah. In, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So no. Especially when it, yeah, Yeah, especially when it comes from your paychecks, don't listen to the, don't, not that I don't, I'm not trying to discredit any other provider of information when it comes to your paycheck, but Mm -hmm. the, you don't have to can go right to the source. It's not a secret. Go to, go to the federal government, IRS, social Mm -hmm. security, the state unemployment or state workers depart, whatever your state worker they call it employee development, employment, whatever it's called, the unemployment department, and go and look there on those sites. And that is where it's defined what they're doing, what, why they're taking these taxes and maybe why, and maybe if you can be exempt from it. Yep. Okay. So think about that as well. Another little nugget. And I thought about it earlier. Sorry, I didn't bring it up. Exemption period. When we were talking about the Uh, visas and we're talking about the students, uh sometimes as consumers, we think we can be exempt from paying federal taxes. That is, mm. it's possible, but you <laughs> need to go and understand what your exemption is. And most documents in the system, most payroll professionals won't easily let you go exempt unless you are proving it and what legal backup you have. Okay. Good ones. Yeah, good ones should not let you right. do that. Yeah, good. So it is possible again, but like the last time I was looking at that sort of stuff, the gov, the IRS document, I believe it was the W four where you checked exemption. It's it told you right there. You can only check it. You can only be exempt if you've already been exempt the year before, or if you've received a full refund on your federal the year before. Okay, so be very careful when you think, yo, I'm just gonna, I'm exempt. No, you're not. Go prove believe me. If you're trying to get over on your payroll, they're gonna check it again. They're gonna recertify that. As a mm-hmm. payroll professional, we, we recertification of your W four is necessary. As as a consumer, we should be updating our W four annually after we file our taxes. Yep. 
Okay, so keep that in mind. These things go on. So if you think you have an exemption, you'd have to make sure that you are legally within bounds because the payroll department could get an IRS lock-in letter for you. That means if you go too many years with not paying the right amount of taxes, withholding the right amount of taxes from your W-2 paycheck, they will force your company to withhold at a certain rate for you okay it's called the irs lock-in letter and you don't get it maybe you do get it but your payroll per as a payroll professional i always saw him come to the payroll department and it would say hey jane smith you must lock her in at this rate because she yeah. has been underpaying for the past x amount of years and they're tired of it so they lock you in so be careful be careful, right? You can't just do whatever you want willy-nilly with the IRS. They will catch up to you. And yes. just because you got away for five years doesn't mean you're going to get away for the next five. And you mm -hmm. want to address it sooner than later because guess what? You don't want to be in a good situation 10 years down the road and now you the IRS caught up and you owe $100,000 in taxes. Oof. Come on, man. You want to mm -hmm. do that? So mm -hmm. you want to get ahead of these things to successfully avoid the taxes that you don't have to pay benefits and exclusions that you can yep Good you know what up. i mean yeah know your taxes know the power you have and i guess that's why like old school folks are always like i pay my taxes i can think <laughs> of the old men that i you know i look up to and they're like always oh i pay my taxes i'm a taxpayer you know what i mean it's such a it's such a badge of honor and mm -hmm. it should be because you're paycheck has power and like money you making you're putting into the system it should be powerful the taxes right? that you pay impacts yeah. so many other it people. impacts other things you know mm -hmm. what i mean yeah man we went a lot longer than i thought but this is a good <laughs> this is a good stuff we'll yeah. chop it down accordingly um <laughs> but uh, yeah thanks folks and anything like any last words there well no i think we're good boss oh man awesome bro so thanks again folks love having you keep coming back Thank you for listening to today's episode of our podcast. We appreciate you. We're grateful for you. And we hope that the information that we'll share with you will impact you as a payroll professional. Until next time, keep learning, keep growing, and most importantly, keep going.